I always tell people it's your gut feelings where psychic impressions come through. When it sounds like, oh God, I don't want that to be the case, that's when you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly what intuition sounds like. It's that voice that's like, oh dude, I'm in for it now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Swiped Out. Hey guys, it's Madison. I am here today without Savannah. She was not able to join, but I have a special co-host who's joining me today instead. So please welcome on my friend, Sydney. Hey, Sydney. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Madison, for having me on the pod. Uh, We've talked about this for so long, and it's finally happening. So I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. So Sid, we met, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe a year ago through another podcast Facebook page. Like if anybody knows uh, Scrubbing In, if you're a fan of Scrubbing In, um, which I'm sure if you listen to this, you probably are. We, I think, met through there and we're both like, oh, we we both have podcasts. We should uh, be friends. And from there, we just ended up chatting and I stayed with you in New York back in the fall. So yeah, I basically left New York and you moved to New York. So we kind of missed each other. I know. It makes me really sad still thinking about it because I'm like, you you were supposed to be here, but you know, you're on, moving on with life. <laughs> it's okay. I still come back to visit. <laughs> exactly. Um, nobody, nobody does brunch like a New Yorker, so we'll always have brunch. That's so true. So Sid, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about um, your own podcast, Grow With It, and your New York journey this past year in the pandemic. What has that been like? Okay, so I'm Sydney. I grew up in Virginia, and I always wanted to move to New York City. Um, I feel like everyone probably says that, but truly, I came here at 16, and I was like, you know, that's just a dream of mine. I would love to move to New York when I get older, and my mom used to think it was like a phase, but it wasn't because here I am living in New York now. Uh, I moved here kind of in the middle – well, yeah, in the middle of the pandemic, so I moved here in June, and it was kind of – a whirlwind, but it's been great. Honestly, even though things aren't exactly the same, it's still been a fun time. It's been a learning experience and it's been a crazy ride, but I've met some really awesome people along the way, even with COVID going on. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called Grow With It. On my podcast, I kind of talk about like mental health. I talk about my life, uh, dating, things like that, self-love. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. I also have a dog that's yeah, another really big thing. Her name's Ivy. She's, She's my cutest. best friend. <laughs> She's the cutest. Everybody go follow her, Princess Ivy Doodle. <laughs> yes, yes. Love Ivy. Follow Sydney too, but make sure you follow Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Talk to me about – I know we've talked about this a little bit, but um, I've heard some of your dating stories on and off from New York. You've kind of had mixed feelings, right? You've been on the apps. You've been off the apps. You slid into DMs. You slid out of DMs. Yes. What What has kind of been your experience, especially with COVID? What is COVID dating in a new city like? Yeah, it's really hard, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like, I feel like it's very hard. Um, You want to make sure you're safe. So you want to make sure it's actually going to go somewhere, I feel like, before I meet up with someone in person, which I haven't really met up with too many people in person since I've been here. Um, Honestly, I haven't even made it past, like, small talk on the dating apps that much since living here, partially because I'm like on and off with whether I feel like I want to date right now. 
or not. So I'll start, I'll get on the apps just for like a confidence boost for a minute and then I'll just like hop off. So I don't really know, but yeah, it's been hard for sure. Had some small talk conversations. I've had guys like ask me on dates, but I haven't actually been on a date since moving to the city or anything like that. I don't know. I haven't really had a big experience. Maybe that'll change in the summer. I'm hoping it'll change in the summer. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be better hopefully by then. So Swipers, very excited to introduce Drew McLean, also known as the Manhattan Medium. Uh, He is a celebrity psychic medium based in New York. Uh, He's read for people like Patty Stanger from Millionaire Matchmaker, more than one real housewife. Uh, And he uses his gifts to connect people to those who have passed on, as well as predict what may happen in your future. So Drew, I've actually seen you twice. I saw you back in 2018, and then I saw you end of 2019, right before all the crazy stuff happened in the world. And both times, you were spot on about things. So the first time I saw you was right after I'd lost both of my grandmothers, actually within the same week, which was pretty crazy. Um, And you exactly described their their deaths, the way that they passed, and also a couple other relatives who had passed on um, and predicted my move from Harlem to Brooklyn, which at the time I was not expecting and a career pivot into politics, which is what I'm doing now. I'm getting into that. So um, I've had great experiences. I know so many other people have loved working with you, and we're so excited to kind of get into all of the craziness of the past year, what to expect, and what people can, you know, look for in their own lives, be a little bit more intuitive. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for that introduction. Like, I love you for that. And truthfully, because the magic in the sessions, it really is spirit, not me. I tell my clients all the time, like, myself outside of readings i'm just kind of like this laid-back guy you know what i mean but in my readings this amazing information that is very much life-changing and mind-blowing i mean i every single session i do blows me away still like that i'm not at all still used to it like it, it really surprises me every single time and i think that's what keeps me humble and good so but i'm just so happy that i was able to facilitate that for you So I know you talk to a lot of different people and I'm sure every experience is amazing, but do you have any like little nuggets that you can tell us of like crazy things that maybe you saw or came through in the reading that people came back and tell you later? Yeah. Recently, I can send you the copy of the review. So I had, oh my God, this was priceless. I had this, you know, married couple that came to see me. They were from California, but they were traveling to the East Coast to get other physicians' opinions about them having a child. I have no doubt that this man paid for the reading to lie to his wife and say exactly what the eight physicians had said to her, which was, no, she was not going to conceive. Imagine this. I'm the last stop in this gay medium. is like, you're actually going to have a son in 11 months from now. He looked at me like he wanted to punch me in the face. Like, literally. I was kind of like, whoa, oh, my God, that's not what he wanted me oh, to say. Wow. You're a shit. Me apologize for his behavior in the reading because it was kind of hostile, oh. to be honest with you. Um, he wrote a review. His wife had posted pictures all over the internet of their son, and it was exactly 11 months. And every single doctor, eight of them from the West Coast to the East Coast, said she was not going to conceive. Now, that oh my gosh, that that's crazy! That's mind blowing. But I have stories like this, like I had two years ago, this, this poor daughter and this couple she died in the most gruesome 
not common way was able to describe that in full detail. The husband, you could tell prior to me opening up the session, was very much on the fence, very skeptical, actually Mm. cynical. After the reading, they came to my door with all the original, like, clippings of her hair, and that was their way and gave me things that belong to her. And they basically said, we are doing this to show you how much we believe in you and how much we respect it. I actually gave them information that later broke the case and her actual death. It was oh my crazy. I still have that today. And that may seem odd to some people, but this was this family's way of saying, this is how much we trust you. And a part of her should belong with you because yeah. you were a part of this. Absolutely. Right. It was unreal. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So tell us a little bit about your process. So I know that you do something called um, automatic writing, right? Yeah, actually, I employ something called automatic writing, which is a rare technique. Not many psychic mediums actually use it, but through that, I'm actually able to access information fields about the future, past lives. Uh, medical diagnosis, which I'm actually really well known for that. I read for some of the best doctors in New York, and they tell me that I'm incredible. I read for some of the best psychiatrists in New York, and they say, oh, my God, you do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of give you, like, a sense of what that looks like, this is what it looks like as it comes through. Very pretty, very loopy. Um, kind of looks like an illuminated man. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to read it. I've had some clients actually tack two samples of it on their body. Which wow. Is crazy, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, you know, it, it's such a beautiful and phenomenal um, feeling when it's coming through. Like, as, like, my pen is moving across the page and it's moving back and forth, I just feel that bond that you oh have with your loved ones. I don't really them the way that I see you, I feel them so much that I'm seeing them in my mind's eye. And again, I feel that bond of how they died. Like if someone stabbed, I'll taste blood in my mouth and it kind of tastes like metal. Uh, I know that when someone passed from a heart injury or even had open heart surgery because I can feel like that muscle moving and pulsating, um, oh it's crazy. Goodness. It's a really real experience exactly and i feel you know the bonds of separations as well as well as future information that's coming in so like when i feel someone is going to like receive more money i'll often taste like mint in my mouth it's pretty wow crazy. that is so insane yeah or i'll just take on like the side effects of that medical you know yeah. trauma that they're suffering for so that way I know what I'm doing. So let me ask you this. If you're like, you know, just out and about, let's say you're in line at Trader Joe's, can you like, oh, do you tap into people's energy? Like, do you feel it? All yeah. the time, all the time. Oh my God, let me tell you, it was the biggest hit at every bar back when I used to drink alcohol. So I had people like out the door, bartenders, floored all the time. I remember one time I was on this vacation and it was Kalahari, you know, here on the East Coast. And I'm in a jacuzzi, chilling out, having a drink. And this mother comes in. I'm like, oh, my God, your dead son is, like, right next to me, actually. And I channeled him. Oh, my and God. everyone was like, holy crap. And my boyfriend at the time was like, yep, this is true. <laughs> this you know, is this true. Is, this is a normal day. Nothing unusual happening here at all. <laughs> That's so, so funny. But yeah, all the time. All the time. So you're not able to, like, turn it off. I mean, I used to think that that was true. Like, I hear mediums say, like, oh, I can Mm -hmm. turn it off. 
I feel like I feel mixed about that now because mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost to the point where I can get into it very okay. quickly. But there's also a time and place. Like back in the day, I guess I had such an openness with it that it was like exciting and exhilarated to give like total strangers messages. But now like I have more boundaries right. with it. Like I don't feel this urgent need to save anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can come to me. And when they come to me, that's my sign from spirit that I'm, you know, meant to help them. Okay. That makes sense. I'm really excited to chat with you and get your expert opinion about, you know, on TikTok, on Instagram, I think we see a lot of, this is your soulmate, this is your karmic partner, this is your twin flame. And I don't know that people fully understand, no. I, know, I don't, what they mean and what the difference is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't really understand it. Like, I'm going to be like totally just 100% right now, okay? So twin flame is actually very rare. Like people hardly ever meet that. There's a lot of people that are like obsessed with some guy and they're like, oh my God, he's my twin flame. But in actuality, he's like a narcissist that's abusing them. And they later yes. to find that out. I mean, I'm just being totally yes. right now. Let's keep this so yes. real. A twin flame is so rare. I mean, I'm in one of the most healthy relationships in the world and I don't even but soulmates, though, we meet them all the yeah. time. And we're meant to meet plenty of them. So, like, let's say if you lose someone's death, that doesn't mean you're going to be alone ever. We have multiple soulmates. But twin flame, that's on a completely different level. Like, if you are truly a twin flame with someone, you guys have, like, a telepathic connection. You fill each other. You're always on the same okay. page. There's no arguing in the because you're constantly on the same page, just like twin. Mm. And that's why it's called twin flame, because you operate, you operate like twins telepathically. So you're constantly, like if someone says, hey, let's watch this movie, they're going to feel exactly like, yes, that's perfect. You're constantly on the same page with someone. Versus a soulmate, you know, there's that opposite that attracts each other. Now, karmic path, we all have karma, good and bad. So if someone feels like they're being bombed or plagued with karma, we all have that, good and bad. And it's very true that we cannot pass lives with people. And because of that, that's what you call a karmic bond. And it could be either good or bad. And how do you know if it's a karmic bond? Oh, God. I mean, I would say you know it's a karmic bond if you did something to someone and then later it happens to you in that relationship. That's how you oh, know really quick. Okay. Oh. Or if you feel like the relationship is giving you this big life teacher lesson, then you know it's a karmic bond. But versus like a soulmate, like that can just be a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You guys can be totally polar opposites, but really just connect. But twin flames are very rare. Rare. A lot of people think that they have them when they don't. I think that it's more of a, again, soulmate. Okay. But they are out there. They are out there, certainly. And when you meet someone that's a twin flame, oh, my God, like prepare to meet your best friend, your partner in crime on such an intense level. You could never imagine being without them. 
I do believe everything is energy. And I have had experiences where I feel like I can feel like if I've especially been like intimate with somebody, like I feel like I can feel some of their emotions sometimes, even though it's been like months past, like I feel like I'm still connected to them. Does that make sense? Totally. Because I think you're also very empathic. And I think a lot of us are, but it's, it's, I think if you truly have loved somebody, no matter how much time it's been good or bad, there's always going to be some type of connection. Because as human beings, we're very emotional and empathic. I always tell people it's your gut feelings where psychic impressions come through. When it sounds like, oh, God, I don't want that to be the case, that's when you know it's real. (laughs) That's exactly what intuition sounds like. It's that voice that's like, oh, dude, I'm in for it now. You know (laughs) what I mean? And you don't want to listen to it. So um, I tell people to listen to their guidance rather their mind that's filled with anxiety um, or their heart. To deceive, man, the heart can deceive, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You should still keep your heart open, though, because regardless of separations and traumas, there's so many good people that are still out there. I know people can be cynical and don't really believe that, but it really is the truth. It's a part of our process. Meeting that people is a part of our process. Otherwise, you would never be able to really appreciate a healthy relationship. Right. And it is a part of our process. If we come out of it not cynical, negative, or bitter, we're going to reach happiness. Okay? So, but if you stay in that place, that will keep you single, certainly. Okay. So speaking of that gut feeling and kind of tapping into everyone's own intuition, I personally think that everybody is intuitive and it's just a matter of like leaning into it. So what advice would you have for for Sydney and I, and for anyone listening, um, to kind of heighten that? I would say that everyone listening, everybody has this. Like I, as much as I've accomplished, I don't have that ego of like, ooh, look at me. I mean, I honestly believe that we're all intuitive. Mm -hmm. There's no ego at all. It really comes from spirit. I think that one book that I often recommend, I recommend it to a civil engineer. This guy was the definition of a skeptic. He told me not only did the reading with me change his life, but this book changed his life. The book is called Opening to Channel. And um, the last name of the author is actually Roman. And it's a beautiful pink book. Check it out. Opening to Channel. Just Google that. You'll love it. Um, But I think also automatic writing. Let's get on the subject of that. I think that really opens you up. I think meditation opens you up. I'm sure listeners are not going to love hearing this, but actually detoxing from alcohol and TV opens you up. Um, of course, that's our second line right now. That's a hard one. So let me tell you, I practice what I what I preach. I do not drink alcohol. I do not smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I do not smoke marijuana. I am completely sober, but I'm not boring. Um, but yeah, I mean, got it. Opens you up. Yeah. It really does. You have to remove clutter. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. world is very distracting right. a lot of white noise in the background you have to remove that so also i think uh learning divination opens you up i think learning how to read cards actually trains you to be psychic and to open up those those universal passageways mm-hmm. i consider them like information fields like they're stored in the universe you know what i mean and i do believe um in something which is known as the Akashic Records, which it stores all human experiences. 
um, word and deed in the universe. And the universe is controlled. They, they are in control, and so is spirit. And I think acknowledging that is when we're able to really manifest amazing things. And that's, as humans, we move energy. We are able to manifest amazing, amazing things. We just have to learn how to turn it on mm-hmm. and operate that. And it's all about having a high vibration. You can't manifest things if you're on a level of negativity. You have to raise mm-hmm. it up. And then that's the frequency that attracts. It's the high vibration. Okay. So what would be some ways to do that? So like maybe listening to high frequency music or like the meditation. What I, I was just going to say, you're so funny. You're reading my mind here. <laughs> a lot of high frequency music. Okay. All the time I'm plugged in. If I'm not doing readings, so everyone knows what I'm doing. I am plugged in. I'm watering plants. I know that makes me sound like a grandma, but I don't care. I love plants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love plants. Oh, my God. I think that connecting with nature also can make yes. you, and pollution in nature can make you very psychic and very self-aware. So, um, you know, it really truly teaches you how to nurture things and nurture people as well. Um, but, man, meditation is a big one, too. And I think a lot of people listening, they're like, I can't like, you know, get into this mantra state and burn incense. That's not meditation at all. I meditate when I drive. I can very mm. story I should not be driving. Thank God I live in New York. Now. <laughs> that was in everyone's best interest. But um you can meditate when you're at the gym. You can meditate just clearing your mind for just a second. You don't have to sit there and do mantras and think of like, you know, incense burning in this like deep you know, position you need to be in. That's not necessarily how all meditation is. So it could be just listening to music and chilling out on the couch, clearing your mind. That's a great way to meditate. Okay. I know one thing I've started doing is um, at night with my skincare routine and then in the morning making my bed. So I used to hate having to go through all the different steps of like your skincare routine. You're like, I just want to go to bed. I just want to like wipe off my makeup and be done. But I've been like very intentional lately of putting on like music that makes me happy, like positive music. I really take my time. And then in the morning when I make my bed, I put on music that makes me happy, makes me want to dance. And I just like, I'm really focused on thinking positive things for the day in that like five minutes. And I feel like it's totally changed my mornings by doing that. Oh my God. I mean, that's the funny thing is because we all love all different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. But like sometimes I'll talk to clients, I'm like, well, what are you listening to? Oh, Lana Del Rey. And I'm like, girl, no wonder why you're feeling that way. Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, put on happy go music. Yes. Play some Lady Gaga or something. You feel like you want to dance. And it really does raise your vibration. I agree. It totally does. I have a question. Okay. So, dream interpreting. Do dreams mean anything? Like when you dream about something? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think that there's a difference between a dream and a precognitive dream or having like precognition in one's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, there are psychic dreams. Um, not every dream is psychic though. I think that if you dream about someone that's departed, mm-hmm. that's a vivid Certainly that is not mm-hmm. a dream. Okay. If you dream something that's so real and happens, that's a precognitive. Okay. So not all dreams are psychic, are, are psychic, but most dreams are subconsciously teaching us something. Okay. They really do have beautiful meanings and yeah. it's abstracted as it seems they do. Okay. Thank you. 
<laughs> do you have a dream that you're thinking of in particular? Well, Seth? I keep dreaming. Yeah. I keep dreaming about like the same person. I'm like, why am I having this dream about this person? You're having the dream. You're having the dream because usually when you dream about somebody else over and over and over again, even if you're not in communication with the person, yeah. you're actually sending that signal to them. So they're actually thinking about you as well. You know what I mean? I that doesn't mean that they're sitting there obsessing about you, but you're also picking up on that signal. I always know when my exes are dreaming about me or thinking about me. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my ex. You know, that's, that's it. That's it. We're done here. So, but uh, absolutely. Okay. It is because both of you guys have each other in your mind, even if it's unpleasant things. Interesting. Okay. Is is this a romantic person, Sid, or is this like a friend? Who's this mystery yeah, person? I mean, we're not in contact. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And that's why that's why I said even if you're not in contact. Yeah. And you were right, right? Yeah, for sure. We're not in contact. <laughs> you know, it's 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 again that connection that we have to other people. We're like I know it sounds bizarre, but we you know we're kind of like telephones. Like we we do have that inner connective connection that can send signals to other people it makes sense because it's energy you know what i mean it's energy energy that words are powerful man words can hurt they have true power to them and people need to realize that moving forward words are powerful actions are powerful we create our destiny even when even if it's negative things we create our destiny and people that come into our lives are teachers, good and bad. This is like one big university. That's the way that I see it. The universe is a university. I, We're here to learn. I agree. <laughs> this is something I'm curious about. You know, Sydney is sitting here, and I'm sure you can probably feel maybe some of her energy or like her aura. Um, but obviously, you know, I, I do believe there is such a thing as, you know, free will. So how yeah. can someone's you know, future shift and change? Like what, what is that like? So like anything that you might be seeing now, like how might that shift with like intentions and choices that she makes every day? Does that make sense? Oh, totally does. Because that's the one thing is we do have free will. A reading is kind of like a blueprint and it gives us like the directional advice and we can say, okay, if you go this way, it's going to pan out this way. But if you go this way, it's going to be a different outcome. So it's really a choice. Like I'm not in control of people's choices and actions i'm only there to guide you to the correct choice right that way doesn't hit you like a ton of bricks when it happens example client recently i told her you're going to be told that you have cancer but remember that that's a false diagnosis she said drew was i was on that metal table i was like oh my god drew said this sure as shit she was cancer free and that's posted for everyone to read Oh my goodness. Yep. So that's kind of like that's, that's, that's a good that's a good um, kind of example of yeah. that, you know what I mean. Or I have another client, oh god, honey, if you're listening, here it is. Um she only purchases rent control buildings. And I told her, Don't buy this building, you'll know by April why it wasn't rent control. And now she's millions of dollars in debt. Uh oh. Yeah, so that's she chose not to listen. You know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've been I've been given permission to use that as an example, actually. 
Oh my goodness. She tells people now, if Therese said, don't do it, don't do it, trust me. We did have a couple people send in some voice memos um, to ask kind of what what might be in store for them. So if you're open to it. Oh, I am so open. I love it. Let's go. Okay, here is the first one. Hi, my name is Danielle. Um, I'm currently single. And my question is whether 2021 is the year that I will fall in love um, and maybe where or how that might happen if it's meant to be this year. Thank you. So I actually wrote single 2022-23. That's what I got. So truthfully, I don't think it's 2021. I think it's going to happen. 2022-23 actually changes your life. Um, Number one, I think this is going to be your first relationship that's actually healthy. And I say that with love. I think that you guys are soulmates, not twin flames. But I think that you guys will really gravitate towards each other. I actually want you to be open uh, to online dating because I'm seeing that you guys will meet this way. And even though you meet online, it feels really normal. I say that like with quotations around it. It doesn't feel like you were trolling online for somebody. But 2022 also career-wise really changes things for you in a better way. Um, But relationship 22-23, you will remember those two years massively changing but also through like this year i think you're going to realize directions and patterns that you're guilty of and that why things were not working i want to tell you be more aware of how much you put into people and how you don't receive it back i want you to be more mindful about the people you're attracting because i think that you have a tendency to attract low vibrational people that do not put enough into the relationships and i know you're exhausted um i feel you but 22 23 is going to clean it up that's a promise i will write that in blood you won't be single then wow i know (laughs) well danielle you'll have to let us know 22 23 yeah let me know please yeah i need to know I think it's a better year in general for her, though. It's mm-hmm. not just relationship-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that she's going to meet someone that feels really promising, mm-hmm. and then it goes the other way. So please be aware. I kind of see him as like a fox, meaning that he's going to be pretty cunning and he's going to fool you. So just be careful. Make sure you protect your heart. Aww. Ooh. Yeah. Juicy. This next one is from... Jess. Hi, Drew. My name is Jess, and I actually had a relationship question for you, which, (laughs) I mean, duh, it's a relationship podcast. But I've noticed that a lot of my relationships have failed, and it really took this past year of honestly being alone during quarantine and self-reflecting to realize a lot of it was because I wasn't attracting the right type of person for me. And So I've really been trying to work on my self-esteem and work on believing in my self-worth, really. And I'm at the place where I believe I can attract a better person. I wanted to ask you, you know, are there any more steps I need to take to attract the right guy? And if so, how long do you think it'll take before I'm able to attract my soulmate? 
Okay, so I wrote down actually single narcissist toxic breakup. So you literally just described that. So acknowledging that you're right, you do attract a lot of toxic people. And I think it's because you really are open and you have this amazing heart. But I feel like also too, you are really similar to myself. I think you're an enabler. And I think that you play this mother kind of archetype with the relationships that you're in and you want to nurture and help mm. them. But also I think that you're addicted as well to this toxic narcissistic energy. And I feel like you've had a lot of abandonment in your life through relationships and other ways. And it also feels like when you were very young, understanding that is what's going to make you ready for this next relationship. I don't feel like you're totally ready right now. And I say that with love, but I feel like if you address what I just said, it's going to take you there. And I do actually see you reaching a healthy relationship. But I also feel like you're really enthralled with your past. And don't say no to yourself because you are. You're still very connected to it and still addicted to it. Okay, drama can be very addictive and pain can be very addictive. It's almost like taking in a drug. And I feel like when you can rectify that and acknowledge those patterns in the past, I also want you to look up something called the little shaman on youtube.com and that is going to massively change your life. Watch that and you'll for sure check back in and say that gay psychic was right. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> So I have to, I have to tell you, Drew, the last time I saw you, I, it was before the podcast had launched. We, we recorded some episodes, but it wasn't out yet. And I asked you about the success of the pod and you're like, you know, I think it'll, it'll be moderately successful. Um, but if you kind of dive into specific topics about like, for example, narcissism, like it's really going to go off. And you told me about the little shaman and I kind of forgot about it. Um, Ooh, and then reminders, reminders. <laughs> and yes, I think that. If you start talking about those topics, oh, people will love it. Well, I had a reason to look her up because I kind of forgot about it. Um, but I got out of a pretty toxic on-again, off-again relationship this summer. And stuff happened in the fall. This person kind of resurfaced and um, ended up realizing through my therapist that I was like, I think he was a narcissist. And I think I am more of an empathetic person. So that was kind of that push-pull. Yeah. And so I looked into... Um, you know, I wanted to know more about narcissism and the little shaman came up and I was like, oh my God, that's the woman that Drew told yeah. me to get into. I, I didn't seek it out. It just kind of came to me. Oh, was, oh she my gosh, is so crazy. great. I wish I could have her. Honestly, oh. she's so amazing. <laughs> I mean, literally, it will lift you in a matter of like minutes and hours of listening to her because you see all the signs and you're like, damn, oh my God, I can't deny this. Oh my goodness. I need to look it oh, up. Too. I think she has a podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah I recommend. Oh she's so great. Literally. She is amazing. And you know, these narcissists can be so convincing. They'll tell you that your shoes are untied and you look down and they're tied. You know what I yeah. mean? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And a lot of people are not educated about it, unfortunately. And they often think that it's themselves. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're not crazy. They're making it. Crazy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what? It's like being an addict. They are the drug. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. When I was talking to my therapist about it, she, yeah. I was like, am I, am I the narcissist? She's like, you no, are the opposite oh of the narcissist. Absolutely <laughs> not. not. <laughs> absolutely not. No, you are complete opposite. Complete opposite of a narcissist. Oh, my God. That's like saying you're a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, even though you're like magical and amazing, but you're not. <laughs> so, interesting with you, where I totally put your place. I'd be like, oh, honey, you're such a narcissist. Like, let's have a shot and drink about this. Or, of course, you'd be drinking, they're not me. You know what I mean? Like, I keep it real. I think people like me. I don't pretend to over embellish what I can do and what I can't do. I keep it real. And I'm not like this airy fairy type of psychic, even though I'm totally gay. But, you know, it's, I keep it real with people and they love that. You yeah, know? yeah. I have to keep it real with people. Well, we have one more recording for you guys. Can't wait. Thank you again for doing yes. this. So fun. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is Mariah and I'm 26 and I've lived in New York City for almost five years now. And I'm just wondering if you think that I'll meet the person I'm supposed to be with here in the city or somewhere else. Thank you. Okay, that is so interesting because I had picked up Move NYC. So I actually think that there's going to be movement around you. So funny that you literally just said that. Oh. Um, I do think that there's a separation for you as well but a move and a separation, and it leads you to really good things. That doesn't have to be a far out move, it just means that there's movement, but I do um, see that there is a separation, certainly, but keep in mind, it leads you to greater things. I kind of feel like if you are, she said she's with someone, is that correct? No, she didn't. She said she wanted to know if she's gonna meet her person in New York or somewhere outside of the city. Oh, got you. Okay, so okay, yeah. good. That's even better than God. Because I was gonna say if she's for some reason it sounded like she was it sounded like she said she's connected, but she's supposed to be single right now. So again, I'm feeling there's a separation from your area. You will move. Okay. Let me give you also because I'm seeing that they are not in New York City at all. I kind of feel them like on the outer rim of New York City. So they are not in New York. I can promise you that. And I think that's a good thing because I really feel like that gives you someone that's healthy and someone that's good and not distracted by the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did see by 2022 you'll be actively involved. Okay. I do mm-hmm. feel like there's going to be somebody else that comes in first, though, and I see a separation with that person. I think. Similar to the other call, it's going to be someone that really leads you to believe that they're looking for something serious that they're not, unfortunately. So I do see some disappointment with that. But through that disappointment, it leads you to someone outside of the city that's going to be very healthy. And I think 2022 is your year. Wow, 2022 seems like I the know, year for people. I know, it does. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew, yeah. exciting so, I have a question. Since you're here, I, I just, I want to know if you could maybe yeah. tell me something about my life. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, I've been single. I was going to say, I'm actually going to gift you a free session. Oh, so you'll be oh, able, you'll be able to sketch, You'll be able to schedule one with me. I already made that decision. Oh, my goodness. That's so, so nice. That way, kind of, that way we can kind of get into yes. it in a way where it's like not on yeah, I would love to. But also you're not around other people. Okay. Oh, I would love to do it, too. We're totally going to do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah, we're totally going to do it. Since it is a dating podcast, you guys, I would love to hear some swipe support. So we ask our guests for any words of wisdom you have for people in dating and love and self-love. What can you give us? 
And Drew, I'd love to hear if you have any advice for the podcast for season two. Oh, God. I season two tomorrow. I was literally just going to say, oh, my God, let me get that. I think it's important to, like, again, really educate yourself on personality traits. That will help you to not be single. Like, if you feel like you're plagued being single, learn about personalities. Learn about, like, what we're talking about here. Like, really dive in to the little shaman and really educate yourself. Mm -hmm. But again, a high vibration is important because sometimes our vibration can be low because of trauma. We all have trauma. And I think raising the vibration actually helps you to overcome it and to heal it as well. Vibration is so important. And I feel like if you are in a place of being hurt, damaged, cynical, or negative, I totally understand that. I've been there too. But being happy sometimes is a choice. Sometimes you have to choose to embrace it and to move past it. Not always, but sometimes it is, absolutely. Because people have patterns that they have yeah. to acknowledge. You know, sometimes we like what's not good for us. Like we like a bad relationship that's like our chicken Alfredo, okay? But that doesn't mean it's going to be good for you. We often like things that are actually not good for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. It's exciting and it's exhilarating and it's a fun high. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're young, that's okay. But recognize those patterns. And if you keep on a higher vibration, you won't be single. You'll attract someone that's healthy and good. Okay. So, But also manifestation techniques are really, really good. Here's a good one. If you're having trouble with an ex-boyfriend or any type of relationship, what I want you to do to the listeners, I want you to write down their full name and fold a piece of paper three times away from you. So again, you'll fold it away from you, not towards you, three times. After that, I want you to fold it as many times as you can until you cannot fold it anymore. I want you to get a Ziploc bag, fill it with water, put that piece of paper that's folded up, zip it closed, put it in the freezer, and you will feel a tremendous shift with the relationship and emotionally how you feel about those people. I, with a lot of family members, I kept them on ice and I'm like, oh my God, we're finally like to a part where I can actually tolerate them. Took them out of my freezer and then it started back up again, put them back on ice and we're kosher now. That's how amazing it can be. Oh my God. Yeah. So so it's a wonderful technique. The term is called putting someone on ice. So to clarify, is this like bringing them back into your life or it's more just like helping you get clarity on who this person is? So clarification, it doesn't actually close the person off from you. It allows you to emotionally understand the truth of what's happening and to be able mm-hmm. to stay collective. But also it kind of freezes out like those bitter negative feelings and also those negative actions from them. It kind of, kind of like silences them a little bit to a point where they're going to be a little bit more grounded and not mistreat you. I mean, it really works. I have many people in my freezer as bizarre as that. (laughs) That's awesome. I'll have to try that. Yeah. And Sydney, what advice do you have for us? Oh, let's see. For dating? Yeah, dating, self-love, all of it. Well, for self-love, I think it really is important. Like I start my morning each morning with a gratitude journal. So I write down three different things that I'm grateful for every morning. Even if I don't want to go to work, whatever, had a bad night, didn't sleep well, there's always three things you can think of that you're grateful for. So I do that in the morning. Um, 
I also start with like a workout, even if it's just like yoga or something like that, just to get my day started because I do not like having a rushed morning, even though I have to go to work. I just want my morning to be kind of slow and take my time. And it just sets my day up for success, I feel like, by starting my day off like that. Because, you know, if if you, one thing happens that's negative in the morning, that kind of sets you up to, on a negative day, like the rest of the day. But if you yeah. start your day positive, then you're at least setting yourself up for a positive day. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, oh, God, that's so wise. Yeah. So wise. Because if you wake up and say today's going to be awful or talk to someone that you know is going to yeah. trigger you, it's going to set the whole day to be that way. The exercise is key. That is so true. Exactly. Exercise, mm. meditation. Yes really taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and really also watching what you eat too. Yeah. I know it's really easy to like dive into bad things right now considering the circumstances, but you are what you eat and it really can shift your mental state. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Bad, but true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Good advice, you guys. And Drew, you know, to close us out here, any, any words of wisdom for me? Obviously, we've known each other a while now, but any advice you have for me personally or for the podcast that you, you can share for 2021? I feel like if you keep it on this level, like interviewing people for the podcast, different things, whether it be yoga instructors, um, whether it be other spiritual healers or whatever it may be, I think it's going to really, you know, take off. And um, I just, I really think that it, it's going to be on a level that's, you know, more of a hobby and a self-enjoyment thing. I don't see it like becoming your work or anything like that. But also too, I'm also picking up that you got to do some writing for the future as well. I kind of feel like that's going to be something that I see for you actually. It's in the works. Yeah. That's funny. You oh, said I that. know it is. I know it is. <laughs> it for sure yeah so that's going to be something that you really get invested with and i think that's gonna that's gonna be really good for you thank you well you guys thank you so much for coming on you guys make sure that you contact me so i can give you oh my gosh yes i will i'm gonna go find you now on instagram Yeah, and just send me a text. And, and oh, Drew, yeah. Anthony, where can people find you on socials? So don't message me on Instagram. It's always like you can type in Google Drew Psychic and my SEO. Okay. Amazing. So you could just do that. Send me a text message. It's all over my website. It's all over. I'll YouTube. do that. That sounds great. So there is many ways to find it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's- my last name is McLean, M C C L A I N, but you don't have to add that to okay great you can just look him up on yelp and you will see him easily yes. <laughs> a lot of exactly. a lot of great or google. Yes. We yeah. also have google reviews i was gonna say i did a little bit of research so there yeah it's, before the podcast yeah it's easy it is my work is pretty out there yes. in the public yes. so it's not of myself so <laughs> So, but uh, thank you so much. It was so much fun, so you guys. Fun. Yes. Cindy, where can people find you um, on social media? You can find me on Instagram at S-Y-D-D-D-C-A-L. And then if you want the podcast Instagram, it's grow.with.it for Instagram. Amazing. I'll just give my Instagram to you. It's ask, like you ask a question, ask Drew McLean. And again, that's D-R-E-W-M-C-C-L-A-I-N. You can find me on Instagram that way as well. 
Amazing. And you guys, all this will be linked in the episode description. As always, this is Swiped Out. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't left us a review yet on Apple Podcasts, make sure you do that. Tell your friends. And uh, until next time, bye, guys. Like we do it.